This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, April 14th, 2014. I'm Caleb Brown. The IRS is at war with the little guy, not just taxpayers ill-equipped to handle the complexities of the system, but the mom-and-pop tax preparers who help you navigate the tax code. Dan Albin is an attorney at the Institute for Justice. He's representing tax preparers who would be shut down completely if a new and costly IRS-created licensing regulation is allowed to continue. We spoke today. So our case challenged an IRS licensing scheme that would have required all tax return preparers nationwide to get an IRS license in order to prepare people's tax returns. The basis for the challenge was that the IRS actually did not have the legal authority to impose the licensing regulations because Congress had never passed a statute authorizing licensing. We challenged that in the United States District Court in D.C. Uh, That court ruled in our favor in January, and then the IRS appealed, and the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals ruled in our favor favor just this past February. Okay, so the IRS essentially decided we have the power to do this, uh, notwithstanding no congressional authorization to do it. Now, this is a licensing regime that would, in your view, achieve what? Well, I think what it really would have achieved is uh, put a number of independent tax return preparers out of business. The estimates were tens of thousands, perhaps 10 to 20 percent of all tax return preparers would have been put out of business because the cost, both in terms of opportunity cost and actual out-of-pocket costs, would would have been prohibitive. It imposed costly barriers to entry that benefited the big tax preparation firms like H&R Block, uh, Jackson Hewitt and Intuit, which makes TurboTax. Okay, so the the software would not have to get this license, presumably. Yes, the the licensing did not apply to uh, tax software companies. So, uh, of course, TurboTax was wildly in favor of these regulations. But even H and R Block and Jackson Hewitt also supported them and lobbied for them because they imposed costs on their competitors that they could very easily absorb. But um, you know, someone who's doing taxes on their kitchen table for a couple months a year just can't, uh, can't afford to do. What was the government's argument? What was their argument in favor of saying, look, outcomes for taxpayers will be better if we, if we impose this regulation? So the government basically said that um, there are high error rates on tax returns and that some tax return preparers out there are bad apples or fraudulent in some way. And we need licensing to protect consumers from those bad apples. The problem was the government actually had zero evidence that unlicensed preparers were any more dishonest than licensed preparers and also had zero evidence that licensed preparers made errors at any higher rate than licensed preparers. On top of that, the government had zero evidence that the licensing regulations that they would have imposed, a uh, testing requirement and continuing education, would have done anything about fraud or error rates. And the evidence that we do have indicates that IRS trained and certified preparers actually have very high error rates. In 2011, a study by the Treasury Department found a 61% error rate on tax returns prepared by IRS trained and certified preparers. And the IRS also did a study of California preparers, which is one of just four states that licenses preparers. And it found that for two years in a row, they had the third highest error rates in the country. The IRS already has a system in place to certify tax preparers? Well, the IRS has sort of multiple levels of um, registration and certification. It has a certification in place for what's called enrolled agents, which are people who are not attorneys or CPAs, 
but are experts in uh, tax law and tax preparation and can not only prepare your tax return, but can also represent you in front of the IRS if you have a tax appeal. At the lower level, the IRS requires that all tax return preparers register and get what's called a PTIN number, which is a unique identification number, sort of like a social security number for tax preparers, that helps the IRS identify which returns a preparer is, is preparing and track those returns so that it can identify unusual patterns. If someone's doing something sort of suspicious or, or out of the ordinary, they can recognize that by running algorithms on the, the tax data that they get. And then, then they can investigate and go after someone like that. The regulation was imposed. Uh, what has happened to the tax preparation industry since it was, it was imposed? Well, the, there are actually a set of regulations that were imposed starting in 2010 on, on tax return preparers. And those regulations have had a devastating effect on the tax return preparation industry. Uh, roughly between one-third and one-half of all tax return preparers have left the industry since 2009. The IRS estimated in 2009 that there were roughly 1.2 million uh, tax return preparers. Now the number stands at about 680,000. On top of that, the independent return preparers, the folks who were uh, unlicensed and not attorneys, CPAs, or enrolled agents, the estimate for those folks was there, that there was about 700,000 of them in 2009. Today, there are only 285,000 who have uh, registered for a P10. So over half of independent preparers have been forced out of the market by the various regulations the IRS has imposed in the past few years. There's a smaller issue here, and I, I wonder, because you've uh, been working on this case, I wonder if it uh, is an, a concern for you as well, which is by having a regime of licensing in which the IRS is sort of the ultimate arbiter of who gets to prepare uh, tax returns and who doesn't, that the IRS then would also be able to impose upon those preparers interpretations of law that may not be supported by the text of the law itself. Is that is that an issue? That's actually one of the biggest underlying problems with these licensing regulations. If you put the livelihood of tax return preparers at the mercy of IRS whim, and if those tax return preparers uh, interpret tax law in a way that the IRS disagrees with, the IRS can pull their ticket and essentially make it so they can't earn a living preparing taxes anymore. That should be very scary, not just for tax return preparers, but for the taxpayers who have them prepare their taxes. Taxpayers hire tax return preparers in order to get you know, the, the best and most favorable outcome on their taxes that they can within the limits of the law. And when the IRS is trying to make tax return preparers sort of first-line auditors, uh, it creates a real conflict of interest. This case is going on in sort of an interesting context. We have the IRS also uh, targeting conservative uh, nonprofit groups. Uh, the IRS, as we have recently learned, is going after the debts of people who are deceased uh, through their children. Uh, and I guess as uh, one a recent article pointed out, if you're going to kick the IRS, now's the time. This is a good time to do it. Well, certainly a number of abuses of power have, have come to light recently. None seem to be directly related to this tax return preparer licensing scheme. But what I think it does show is that the IRS is a, is a runaway agency that um, seems to see no limits on its power. 
And we've seen a number of examples of that recent, recently. The tax return preparer licensing is just one of those examples. Where is this case right now? We are currently uh, waiting to find out if the government is going to file a cert petition with the United States Supreme Court to appeal the February ruling from the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals. And we'll find that out uh, at least by May 12th. Dan Albin is an attorney at the Institute for Justice. Find out more about our broken tax code at our website, cato.org.